get this SCR 300 dialed in for six zero minutes and down. Are you waiting for an invitation, Princess? Transmit the outgoing signal. Come on, we need to get this mic buttoned up yesterday. Get that door buttoned up. There, got it? Is it good now? Well, adjust it on the fly then. Here we go. Going live in three, two, one. This is Hyperborean Radio coming at you from the front lines of the wasteland. Reminding you to keep your head down and your powder dry. And as always, we're here to let you know that you are not in this alone. I am CG, and with me is the Lorekeeper, taking time off the front lines for you. Alright, so what is it that we're talking about today? Today we're going to talk about all these freaking spirits that people keep treating as fiction. So it's okay for people to just race bend them and cast them as, as any purple blue black brown asian right thing like want. that like that movie that i watched earlier today um uh i forget the name of it but a boy called christmas uh, yeah a boy called christmas and they had to wedge the diversity points in there and they did it with the the elves and i know what their excuse is it's well, elves are fictional they're fantasy blah blah so we can do whatever we want no the elves uh, there are actually multiple things. There are spirits. There are um, ancestors. An- ancestors. Um, they're they're the, the full spectrum. They are part of our spirituality. And Oh, I'd love to see them do that shit with, with angels. Although the Christians don't get bent about the whole, uh, you know, black angels thing. But let's do the thing where, I don't know, you got the gay cannibal um, angel that goes around raping straight Christians. Straight Christian men. Because God said so. And watch them lose their fucking shit. That sounds a lot like a character from One Punch Man, to be honest. For for a prisoner, <laughs> the, the, the like predatory gay guy mm-hmm. that has like angel wings and beats people up. Right. But, but you, you know that they lose their fucking shit. And well, they already while built- it's not quite that bad, them, them race bending, the elves, the dwarves, the, because they're just fantasy creatures. They're not fantasy creatures. No, these are actual spirits and in some cases gods. Like right. well, and the orcs from Lord of the Rings, they're they're not black. I don't care what the other pagan circles are saying where well these are these are the the people from the south marching north. No, they're not. The orcs are a reference to Orcus or the orc, which was an alpine wild man god. Probably Gallo-Roman, but it's kind of hard to pin that down, but it's one of the biggest annoyances I have in pagan spheres is we are re- we have our spirituality everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you look. Like like you walk a block away and you go to the gas station and inside they have all these little like gnomes on the wall. You know like little stickers of like the she gnome with the big carrot or like the the gnome. These are ancestral spirits and earth spirits. These are important figures to us. They're everywhere. Right. They're right there. 
Well, and um, yeah, it, it's it's a whole thing which also lead, well we was talking about it earlier that led us into talking about um, you know like the Grimhound. Are all Grimhound ancestors? No, some Grimhounds are ancestors. Does that mean that when the person reincarnates, they're going to come back as a dog? Absolutely not. No, they're gr- going to come back as a person. They're just taking the shape of a Grimhound. Well, I mean, it's even in the lore is our ancestors would take the forms of animals, but not as a form of reincarnation. They'd come back as a bear to exact vengeance or to fight back. It, a lot of times it would actually tie up into sort of what they're, okay, for lack of a better term, spirit animal. <laughs> It's a rather crap term, and it's been, um, let's go with corrupted by much of the New Age crowd. Well, you also have guardian spirits. Like, the idea of a guardian angel, except for it's not an angel. And in a lot of the lore, they'll they'll be like, I don't know, a spirit dog that guards a family, or a spirit bear that guards a family, or a spirit deer that watches over the family, or a bird, or something like that. And it's, it's literally just a spirit. But it's an ancestor that took that shape. When that ancestor reincarnates, he's going to come back as a human. Now, animals, according to our lore, has a tendency, they have a tendency to stay animals. Not necessarily what they was in life, but like the bear. If a bear is a, the bestest bear that ever bared, and it goes on to an afterlife that's adjacent to ours, it's a bear, or it might turn into, I don't know... Um, uh, crap, I forgot the name. The the tree spirit things from the, the Celtic, but go ahead and grab the Greek one. Uh, uh, dryads? Ones? Yeah, it might turn into a dryad in the spirit realm, but then when it reincarnates, it's going to come back again as a bear. We aren't Hindu. We don't come back as ants and worms and flies or tigers or wolves or crows as a form of punishment. It, it, doesn't work that way for us. No. And if you're a human, you will always reincarnate as a human. Yes. But your soul is, let's go with malleable, but you always maintain your human essence. Yeah. So you can, like, there's actual lore of people casting their souls out as butterflies, as moths, as mm-hmm. wolves, as bears. Right. As, um, that's, uh, well, you said uh, casting your spirit out. It's crap. I forgot the, the term for it. It's astral projection. Um, except for it's not just astral projection. It's it's kind of like uh, astral projection combined with um, possession. Yeah, it, it's a whole... Because there's two different ways in European... They get lo- kind of Game of Thrones about it. Uh, like uh, the, the boy with the Oh, yeah, ravens. the green seers. Green seers is what you're talking about. Yeah. And that's actually taken from European lore. Yes. Another another word for it is borrowing. Yes, uh, you can which is the term I actually prefer, but I was trying to put it in a way that people could grab a hold of it. But basically in European shape-shifting, there's the fantastical thing like the werewolf growing fur and claws and all that. That's not especially a thing. It's very rare to have that outside of like some mythical setting, but the stuff that actually does show up and is tend to be treated as real is the soul leaves the body and takes a form that some people can see. And in some cases everyone can see and the, and basically can move around like that. Um, then there's the other one, which is the borrowing, which is where you cast your consciousness into another animal. A living animal. Yes. It's not a dead one. It's um, so like if you want to go into the head of a wolf or a hodor, if you are. If you have the ability part. to do that, and let's face it, most people don't. No, it's one and, of the. And re- most of the people that do think that they can do it, most of those are just crazy. 
Always got to leave room for the crazy people. Well, and that's kind of the thing is you and me, we both actually believe in magic. Right. Oh, but, oh man, I am a hardcore. I will get all sorts of weird. Yes. Yes. I can vouch for this. Um, I'll, I'll dive in straight in over my head and go swimming for hours. I love it. It's but, great to get weird. But here's one of the things I've noticed. If you've got a witch's hat, there's a 9 out of 10 chance you're not a freaking witch. Right. And it's because if you need to dress up to feel like you're a witch, you're, you're not a witch. Not well, I mean, considering that like the stereotypical depiction of the witch for the longest time before they got their hats and stuff mm-hmm. was buck naked. <laughs> well, and the people I've seen actually do weird things with the why because I can't explain it. Um, they honestly think that they're just nuts. They're like, oh, it's just coincidence. It's just every time I do this, it's coincidence. It ain't actually me. And it doesn't work every time. It works like 95% of the time. Yeah. They they leave room for them merely being insane. Yep. And those are the people I have a tendency to actually believe more so than the person that's like, oh, no, I am a seer and I see everything. Uh, okay, sure. Give me the lotto numbers then. Pretty much. Because I know damn well it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And kind of the reason that that this pisses me off so much, that the way that they treat our spirits. Mm-hmm. Because even people like, like Legolas and they like the Lord of the Rings elves. Mm-hmm. Those are not accurate to actual lore. No. I won't diss them. I won't insult them because they're a positive. At posi- least they're not horrible. Well, what I would describe them as is they're incorrect, but they're a positive yeah, incorrection. It's a positive. Well, like the dwarves. The dwarves in Lord of the Rings also not accurate. However, right. everyone likes them and I like right. them. Well, and everybody yeah. likes the dwarves that makes the armor and the axes and the hammers and they're, they're battle type people. That's not the, the dwarves of lore. It, Sorry, it's not. Read more lore. Um, yeah, there's a couple of examples, but in general, they make things like necklaces and cloaks and, um, fold away boats and, um, uh, uh, boars made of living gold. Yeah. And rain- I, was, I was looking and for the arm word, rings. uh, Anna, Anna somethings, not animatronics. That's a newer word for the same thing. Uh, what are those creatures called? Uh, they're they're in Greece. They're in Scandinavia. Automatons. Or, yeah, there you go. That's the one. I knew it started with an A. Yes, but and that's part of it is all these spirits, all these things. They have grown these misconceptions, and then people just run with it. Like for instance, um, one of my favorite people to go to for their scholarly work is Jacob Grimm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did the Grimm's Fairy Tales, and he did Teutonic mythology, which is very good. There are so many things he got wrong in that. It's not even funny. Like I just looking at other sources I have, I can see where he messed up. Well, and I was talking to um, Mick Thunder from European Discovery. Is it channel? Euro Pagan Discovery Channel. Euro, Euro Pagan Discovery Channel. I had to pull it up and you'd already said it. But anyways, I was talking to him earlier about this. Uh, the whole, well, we can get diverse with the European spirits because they aren't really spirits. They're fantasy creatures. And, um, yeah, he was. He ended up getting pretty much as juiced up as, as we was, where it's like, don't do this. And here's the crazy thing is, if we had, I don't know, 20,000 rabid fans 
Could you imagine what we could accomplish? Getting everybody just to write one letter to, say, Netflix. Because Netflix can go around the FCC rules. Um, because all the FCC rules really apply to is theatrical releases. That's it. Um, and since they got their own um, their own platform, they can actually go around the FCC rules. But if we had, say, 20,000 rabid-ass fans that would write one letter and send one email to Netflix. How dare you insult my ancestors this way? These, the elves, I don't care. As soon as you call it an elf, you are referencing our spirits. Well, he also, they didn't just use elf, they used Elfheim in that film that you oh, were yeah, talking Elfheim. about. Um, and, and they were saying it like the three different ways that it's spelt. Elfheim, Elfholm, and Elf. Alfin something. Elfheim? Yeah, Elfheim. Well, and there's another thing that they also referenced, which is... Or Oprah Winfrey is the Morgan. Uh, You're thinking... It wasn't Oprah Winfrey. It was uh, even worse. It was Whoopi Goldberg. Ah, Whoopi Goldberg, yes. Eh, Black lady, anyways. As the Morgan. If we had 20,000 rabid fans, and we used to say, write Netflix a letter and tell them to stop you know, making fun of our, of our spirits, of our religion. These are our religious spirits. Yeah, it would actually have an impact. We're too small right now, but we can spread the word and let everybody know all these spirits, the centaurs, the black centaurs. Nope. Nope. Not a thing. No black elves, no black fae. Yeah. Uh, the hobbits, those actually aren't a thing, so I don't give a shit what they do with those. Uh, well, I do, but not on the same level. I care for a completely different reason. Well, we care because it's a fictional character that was, it was, it's a fictional being that was specifically designed by someone to represent basically the country English person, mm-hmm. the, the idyllic village setting. That does not involve a lot of hip hop and uh, all right. that other stuff. So, like I said, I, I care. I just care for a different reason. But well, the, the, the borrowers, that's another another one that they use all the time. That's in direct reference to a brownie. We need to actually get as angry about this as the Christians do when they're when their angels and saints are misrepresented. Well, and it's a simple fact is the reason that pagans never get taken seriously is we're not willing to actually fight for anything. Well, and it's not just that. When people do make the arguments, they make the arguments of well, well I, you see, Saxnot is the same as Frere because Frere and Fricko are in a in a writing together, and Saxnot has a sword, and Frere has a sword, and then Frere also has a giant penis, which means that he's a god of fertility, which then means that he's Odin, and those are the only arguments that pagans can fucking make in general. Well, and here's my argument: Why the fuck is it even? Why are you trying to jam the gods together? What is right. the point? Yeah, it proves nothing. No, and it just. The amount of tribal gods we've lost because the Eddas are microscopic. Well, here I, I'm going. I'm going to get all blunt here. The the uh, um, vaccine exemption that we got. You know how we got it with lore, actual lore. It's written down lore, written down customs, written down laws. We used all of these things. We didn't use. This God is the same as that God, which is the same as this other God, which is then Vishnu or Ishtar or pick a fucking foreign deep. We didn't do none of that. Well, and even just none sticking within Europe, just sticking in yeah. within European deities. 
every once in a while, I have to beat someone off with a stick who's trying to combine Frigg and Holda. Right. I, and I found where that originated. I found the source of the bullshit. And it specifically comes from a mistranslation of the word striga, witch, the witch Holda. It was the church insulting a goddess. It was not saying Frigg Holda. Yeah, it was that. Um, it was those, with the funny F and the, S. The S's that used to look like F's. Yeah. I don't know why they did that. That just seems confusing. Yes. But it was a thing. It, it was a fashion. It was like writing cursive at one time. It was just a thing that was done. Why? Because. Yeah, because. And it. But, um, yeah, here, here's the thing. If you actually look at the lore, you read the stories, any stories that you can get a hold of that's actually European, you will learn far more than from this this weird crap of, well, this God is the same as the South. I've had conversations for hours with people about this stuff, trying to get a story out of them. Just give me one story and preferably not, not from Marvel. And I couldn't get any freaking stories from them. Well, and here's None. the thing. And I've actually done this as like a test to see if someone's actually serious. Mm-hmm. Name seven gods that aren't in Marvel. So you can't use Sif, you can't use Frigg, you can't use Thor, you can't use Loki, you can't use Odin. And I don't even care if they're Norse. I just want seven gods. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the days of, just the freaking months of the year should give you a pretty good start there. Or the, yeah. Um, well, and I don't know if they still teach uh, the Greek pantheon in um, in, um high school. In high school. But right there, you can easily hit seven. Well, I mean, it's not even hard. But this whole name seven, that's not in Marvel movies. And then they can't do it. Yeah, they, they just can't do it. And then they it. want me to take them seriously. Or ask them to tell you a story that is not um, Odin pulling his eye out and dropping it in the well of Mimir. And they can't do it. Um, I have no idea how many times I've brought up the story. It's my favorite one. It's why we won't do online debate debates. Uh, Harbard. Yeah, Thor and Harbard. And they're like, that's not in the edits. Yes, it is. Well, my personal favorite is when in the actual stories, it is said that Odin is the source of not good poetry. Shit poetry. Literally shit poetry. He shat it out his back end onto Midgard. Yeah, and I believe that actually translated to he shat it out and this is the source of shit poetry. I believe that's actually what it said. No, not quite. Oh, no. No, that would have... in my head. But dude, you got to admit it's funny. It is funny. Well, and it's... But I know they shat out. The bad poetry upon well, and One of my biggest issues with Odin is you take just the stories of Odin we have. Mm-hmm. Just the stories of Odin. He's an interesting enough deity, but they have jammed all these other gods into Odin and they're not stopping. They're mm-hmm. getting worse. That's that's the worst bit is they're actually getting worse with it. Mm-hmm. Every passing year, it's like they found a new god to try and shove into Odin. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a couple of years ago, they was trying to do it with Cernanos and Dogda and... Well, now they're now they're shoving in Hearn and uh, the Green Man. I'm like, yes, the one-eyed wandering wizard. But the stories, the stories are so freaking important, and nobody pays attention. Well, to and them. The, the thing is, the Eddas, all these people that are Norse pagans, the Eddas are a pamphlet. Well, and everybody's also worried about hair. Who gives a fuck? I mean, really, who cares? If you actually, if you actually want to know. Go through the actual history of it, and you're going to find out all these people that say long hair is a sign of masculinity and virility. They're full of shit. That's a modern thing from like the 1960s. So you can blame the hippies for it. Yeah, blame the hippies. It's it's a fucking hippie thing. 
No, 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 no. Growing, uh, there's, it's actually specifically mentioned there were many tribes where until the man was blooded, he wasn't allowed to cut his hair. Yes. Cut the hair on top of his head. It's the beard, the long beard is the sign of masculinity and virility. Well, because... Not the hair on your head. No, because we go bald. Yeah. And actually, for us, it's not a sign of illness. It's a sign of health. It indicates a high level of testosterone. And it's not that all of our men go bald, but enough of us do. Like, especially in Germany, which supposedly long hair was a sign of virility. That's nonsense. Right, it, but it's actually digging into the lore and the customs. That's why we know the elves, actually ancestors. Not all of them, but... Yes, because here's the thing with with spirits. Are they ancestors? The answer is yes. Are they gods? The answer is yes. But I thought they were spirits. Yes. Gods and spirits, it depends on what your um, what importance it is that you place on them. Well, and, and then as far as ancestors go, some of our ancestors go and join the elves. Some of our ancestors go and join the nymphs. And there's even lore to say to that describes humans being turned into nymphs in the Greek. Yes. Well, or in, into literal gods. Like there's one yes. with, I forget his name, but this guy basically just eats a special plant and turns into a sea god. Oh, yeah. There, well, there's another one where um, a human is literally ascended while he's still alive. He doesn't even die. No, like th there's actually many stories like that. Many. It's not just. And taken by force up on uh, Mount Olympus. And there's stories that. Um. Uh, not repeat, but they're they're similar to this. Like in the Celtic, people going crossing the veil. Where are they crossing the veil to? It doesn't take that much thinking if you know very much lore at all. Well, and it's it's actually something that irritates me is like people like I met someone at work who calls himself a witch that that's their religion. A witch is not a religion. It's like people that say they're a druid. No, you're not a druid. I, I am not going to even apologize for telling you this. You are disrespecting. You don't know enough to be a druid. Nobody does. Right. I, I don't know enough to be a druid. I will never know enough to be a druid because we lost too much when the druids were killed. We will take generations just to get something resembling a druid. Right. And, and, and any druid that comes comes at me with Vishnu in real life, he's going to end up with a bloody nose. Well, that's like there was that one Celtic pagan that... Um, was marketing themselves as like a druid or a gothi or whatever. Mm -hmm. And first of all, he had like a whole like pixie wing statue of a fairy and was talking about that like it was a fairy. And then I think someone uh, basically asked him what gods he actually venerated because he was arguing that everyone should be able to venerate all the gods. And he had like what, Quetzalcoatl? And yeah, he was fucking insane. But on uh, Telegram the other day, um, actually, I think it was yesterday, I put up a post and... What it says is, when researching Hyperborean ethnic faith, the most important question one can ask themselves is, what does this story tell me about the nature of our people and what is its lesson? Rather than taking the easy route of, how does this show this God is the same as that God? Stories are lessons and rarely are their meanings hidden, or rarely are the story's meanings hidden. Um, instead, what it is, it's a lesson that's out there for you to see that is just put forth in an entertaining way so that we can take them into ourselves, giving them a home to live and breathe. The stories are important people. Well, and people keep trying to want this Bible. That has never been the case. Well, my question is it, even, even if 
Let's play the what if game because we play that a lot. What if all of these deities actually do come down to 12 Indo-European deities? Well, my question is, so what? Well, and the funniest thing is they don't even argue that. No, no, they don't. They argue like five or six. And that's like, let's run it all the way down to one. All of the European deities are actually this one deity. Great. You managed to prove that. Now, what good does that do us? Well, and I've noticed most people when they go that route, it's basically Sky Papa. Sky Papa is Yahweh. That's how they treat him. And then all they're trying to do is yank it back to this monotheism. Yes. And then if they include Earth Mother, it's not any of the actual lore on the Earth Mother. Because there's many. What they do is it's the Disney Earth Mother. The Disney slash New Age hippie. Mm-hmm. Mother Earth, because if you actually look up the actual lore of like Gaia, who's like their favorite go-to, mm-hmm. no one ever, uh, no one broad culture. Gaia will fuck you up. Yeah, no one ever talks about I don't know Makash the or other Hertha. Titans feared Gaia. Well, the thing is, Gaia wasn't even a Titan. She was the progenitor of the Titans. Mm-hmm. She literally gave birth to the worst monster on the planet just to avenge her kids. And and. It's a whole freaking thing. Wiped out entire civilizations because it was Thursday. Yes, this whole idea of Gaia as this all-loving mother. Who, you know, the, the Fantasia version, which is beautiful. It is inaccurate. Mm-hmm. And it's actually something I tend to dislike. And it's, um, it is actually something that does bug me. Mm-hmm. Because people are ignoring well, all this lore. They, yeah, they... they they ignore the lore. And we've talked to people that's like, oh, I follow the lore. And then again, a 45-minute uh, barrage of this God is the same as that God with absolutely no fucking lore. No. And, and my personal favorite of how people do this is it's actually gotten so bad that there is now, instead of paganism, instead of ethnic faith of Europeans and the various tribal ways this represents itself... We are now having people who are literally just being Indo-European. This is a made-up religion. There is no proof it ever existed, and now and you are going off of basically hearsay and nonsense, and re- basically making up a new religion. Yes, you are not only making up a new religion; you're making up a new monotheistic well, and you have to religion. So much. To well, that, well, that's like someone was sharing this recreation that they were selling of a Yamnaya culture mm-hmm. idol, and they were claiming it was an Indo-European idol. The Yamnaya culture being part of the Indo-Europeans stems from one feminist author saying maybe, no proof, yeah. nothing, and and she had the the uh, wherewithal. To say maybe. Well, uh, maybe she said maybe. <laughs> but uh, uh, here's the thing. If just one author well, says it, that doesn't make it almost, true. Almost always, in, in, in my experience, when these hypotheses are put forward, usually the authors do, no matter how batshit crazy they are, they, they make it clear that it's a hypothesis. Then the next author that bases it off from their work runs with it as if it's fact. Well, and that's the story of the freaking Indo-European hypothesis in a nutshell. Or the Aryan tribe, or pick one. And everybody is pursuing those paths and getting nowhere. You wonder why the world isn't changing, why nothing's happening, is because they're following these mental masturbation circles rather than actually learning the lore, learning the psychology of our people. Learn who the fuck we are. 
Who are we at our core? What is the things that stimulates us? What are the things that makes us fearful? What are the things that makes us hopeful? Why? Why is this? Why is that? And specifically of our people, because the different, the, the different ethnicities, uh, the different races of man, we have different psychologies. Well, yeah, like one good example of this is actually it was a video I found on social media. It was a Native American, and he was like, how Native Americans think of dogs, the expectation. Or, yeah, the expectation. Uh, dogs are very good. They're very good listeners. They walk very far like us, and they are very wise like us natives. Mm-hmm. Petting dog is good. Reality, dog is running after almost hunting the native, and he's like, holy fuck. Holy right. fuck. I mean, the, the, our psychologies really are different. Uh, I, have, I've, I, I have no idea how many non-whites have said, why do white people let their, their dogs kiss them on the mouth? Why do white people let their dogs sleep in the house with them? They're letting a predator in their house that could kill them in their sleep. And yes, I've talked to white people that think it's disgusting for, an, for a white person to let the dog kiss them on the mouth. But they at least understand why it's happening. They're like, oh, yeah, this is a thing. I know why they do it, but it's gross. Okay, that is completely different from this other these other people that they don't even understand at all why we do it. No, and most white people, especially the men, we want big dogs. Yeah. And, and, then, and then the bigger the dog, the better. Well, and here's the thing is when you have things like pit bulls and St. Bernard's who were used as nanny dogs, mm-hmm. they took care of the kids. Yeah, and I saw some video where it said, Nanny dogs weren't a thing. And we promptly looked up old newspapers that had them prominently headlined as nanny dogs. Yes. they were. I mean, they weren't like uh, Nana and Peter Pan. No. They, they weren't serving medicine and drawing baths. No. The, what they were was um, they were more guard dogs for the kids. Yeah. Because you do not fuck with uh, pit bulls. Human. Human. And their human is typically little tiny human. Right. But again, what does this have to do with diversity in elves or dwarves or pixies or brownies or dryads? Uh, Why does it matter? Because these things are our spirits. They reflect us and our people are part of them. They are part of us. The Selkie, for instance, from Celtic mythos. There's a lot of people, Celtic, Celtic, in giant air quotes, uh, pegging's that will say, no, uh, read some lore, motherfucker. That's all I got to say. Read some lore. The Selkies, man marries Selkie. Man hides, hide of Selkie because that's how she turns into a woman. She goes out and she suns herself and she takes off the Selkie skin. And then he swims out there and he enchants her and then he hides her, her fur away. And then they make babies. And then she finds her fur and she fucks off and leaves the babies behind. Literally our blood. These Selkies are literally related to us. They are in our bloodline. So don't tell me the Selkies that, well, the Selkies are an animal. No. No, the Selkies are us and we are them. It it goes both ways. Because there's also stories where, um, I don't know, a person grows up thinking that they're a person and then it turns out that they're actually a Selkie and they grow their hide for the first time and then they swim off. Well, there's also just, it's a really common trope in the modern day. You know, it's in a lot of like young adult movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize I was a werewolf till I hit puberty. I mean, there's even a famous movie about it, Teen Wolf. Oh, Teen Wolf, yeah. 
Uh, and there's been many iterations of that. Some are more comedic, some are more uh, serious, but it's the idea that you don't even realize what you are until you're older. Well, yeah, you don't realize what you are until you are that thing. Yeah. And, and really, that's that's what a lot of this, um, a, a lot of it actually is. If you stop focusing on this mental masturbation that so many people are obsessed with, you can actually start learning things. And then when you start learning things from, from the lore, like you read a story and you don't try jamming the story into some preconceived notion. Let the story be the story. Think about the story itself. How does this apply to, to Hyperboreans? What does this say about Hyperboreans? Is this a warning? Is this something to aspire to? You start to remember things that you never knew that you forgot. Well, there's also the concept. You don't figure it out. How many times have we heard people say, oh, yeah, when I talk to you guys, and then the way that you explain it, it's almost, it's more like remembering. It's like almost you're accessing your ancestral memories. Right. Blood memory, whatever you want to call it, the bio spirit, whatever. And, and here's the thing is, like, for instance, some of the things that we've, we go on about, they sound crazy. But we double-checked, we triple-checked, we looked into them, and we realized... We tried to break them. We tried to break them. Like, one instance was... Um, well, the, the bear thing. The bear Th thing. That was actually just a lark. We was like, oh, ha, 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 wouldn't that be funny? Because I had told you the story about um, uh, the cops being called because they thought my family was cannibals because we yeah. had a bear hanging out. And I'm like, you know, they are. They're so similar to us. Eating, sleeping, mating, the, they're the way that they look when you pull the, the skin off from them, wouldn't it be funny if we had actually descended from them? And so we started looking, trying to break that. And the more that we found, the more we found out this wasn't something new. This is an ancient idea. It is so old that we don't actually know when it started. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like for real, we can't trace it as so old. And it's widespread. It's almost all European groups have at least mo some tribes that yeah. had this. It, it's a special Mediterranean up to the Scandinavians from the Celts all, all the way through to yeah. the Slavs. And the reason it doesn't seem as obvious now is because the church deliberately they tried. Demonized them. They demonized it and they deliberately replaced all the positive attributes of the bear with the lion. And then on top of that, they sprinkled in some Jesus for good measure. Right. But. We tried to break it, and it just got more and more likely that we were freaking bear people. And it still sounds insane, but I, I can't disagree with it. It makes more sense. Right. Well, and even when we tried looking up uh, genetic studies on it, they're mysteriously missing. We, we found a couple that they say, well, absolutely not. And then when you actually read it, it's conjecture. They never actually did a test. Not that... Really, you can throw a whole lot of weight onto genetic testing anyways because they don't know enough about genetics. But they didn't even bother running a genetic test. They just merely speculated. Well, my personal favorite is they got aggressive about it mm -hmm. because they're like, technically, humans and bears share no DNA because we don't know how the DNA works in the bear. And I'm like, okay, but doesn't that apply to literally every organism that isn't us by that definition? Mm -hmm. Or another one, um, we're the hairy... Oh, and by the way, the bear thing is the one argument that we've never actually had to argue. People's like, uh-huh, that makes sense. I get it. Yes. Well, another example is we are the hairy people. It's something we occasionally go on about. And I understand it's a weird thing to think about. And it kind of makes oh, us dude, uncomfortable. Yeah, it, is. it is weird. 
The, we the, tried breaking that too. We did, and we couldn't. Especially the Vellus hair thing. Oh yeah, so many hours of, of just digging through photos and even even people watching. Yeah, we tried people watching, talking to complete strangers. Oh hey, I have this theory. You know how white people have Vellus hair? Do you have Vellus hair? And then having to explain to them what Vellus hair is, showing them what Vellus hair is, and then being amazed that they don't have Vellus hair. Well, or uh, in one instance, you actually talked to someone who's like, oh, yeah, I have that on one arm, yeah. but not on the other. Because he was a chimera. He was part black, part white. Right. Uh, and then you have, um, but even in the lore, like uh, all it takes for a human to be considered a bear is to be covered in hair. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there's one story where a uh, human child is abducted by a bear, grows up in the woods, so he grows a pelt. So he's described as a bear until he's taken into town and basically gets the barber to shave yeah, him. Yeah, and there's a lot of stories like that where a hero bear in the woods, it's a bear, and he, he does some heroic thing. So the people adopt him into their village, and they put him in clothes, and then he just magically turns into a man. No shit. There's stories like that out there. Well, and the difference between wild men and uh, the non-wild men, so the wood woes and the non-wood woes, is literally just clothing and civilization. Right. And we're not saying if you take a black bear or a brown bear and you put them in a shirt that they're going to turn into a human. No, 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 no. But we are saying that the relation was acknowledged a long time ago. A long time ago. Um, And then... Another one, one that we've recently noticed, and it's now kind of annoying me, is our clothing is literally not designed for our bodies. No. We are actually bifurcating our own fat deposits in the most yeah, unattractive that way. that everybody hates, we don't naturally get that. We get it, if you notice, it is conveniently at the top of your pants line. Wherever it is that you wear your pants at, by coincidence, it happens to be bifurcated there. And we spent a lot of time going through old artwork. Back from when they wore the high-waisted pants, or even before the high-waisted pants. Kilts and dresses. Kilt, kilts and robes and dresses. And it's like they didn't even know what the bifurcated fat line was. No. Because it's in none of the images. Even when they painted the the grossly obese people, it is not the same way as it is now. Well, and it makes sense because like your muffin top being your love handles makes no sense. But if you then take into account that it would have been one contiguous fat line from your basically your hip down through your thigh, mm-hmm. now the term makes more sense because yeah. it's where you got to get a grip. Yeah. Well, and um, and there's other things too, like our shirts and whatnot causing skin issues. I, I don't know hardly any white people that doesn't have some kind of skin issue, even if it's on their ass, because it's worked its way into our common vernacular. Kiss my lily white red speckled ass this is because of your underwear people well and it's because if you look at historic and and sitting down so much yes well if you look at historic european clothing for instance it's all loose fitting yeah the only time we would have close fitting stuff was if it was for a very specific purpose right up until what about the 1920s it started to tighten up yeah before then it was the suits the the men's suits in the victorian era no they wore tight clothes no they didn't no, the shirts are fairly puffy, and then there's a shirt. And now, and you the could, pants were only tight around the upper waist yeah. or the lower ribs. Well, and then look at European pants and clothing. It was typically not very close done. And here's the thing: is when it was close, like right on top, 
mm-hmm. like uh, I don't know the Robin Hood tights. Oh yeah, those they're really thin material. Really yeah, thin and material. they're also like three parts. Yeah, because they're not like things you just pull up like a n- modern day pants. They're yeah, actually, they're not nylons. No, they they were yeah they're, they're like. I think how that worked was it was like it was easier to make three separate parts than to make full trousers. Yes. So people would just do that instead for a that while. That was the common. There might have maybe been some, but they would have been really limited. Most of them would have been, yeah, basically like um, short pants, and then you got the, the piece that goes for the lower leg and then the sock. That's how most of them would have been constructed. I'm going to leave room for... The exception to the rule, because there's always an exception to the rule if you look hard enough. So, yeah, somebody might be able to find a, a pair that was full hose from the tip of the toes up to the nipples. But in general, that's not how they was made. No, and I would love to get a hold of some real kilts. Yes. Because, uh, yeah. And I mean real the kilts. The Irish war kilts. Yeah. Because the um, like the Scottish kilts, those are just mini skirts. Yeah. Unless you have a full tartan. Yeah. Full tartan is very different from, like, when you look up kilt to buy a kilt. A full tartan is, is completely different from that little miniskirt that they offer as, as a uh, as a kilt. Well, and this is another thing is people will say that, like, these patterns, these tart, these tartans or plaids or whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. are really new. They're not. Right. Some of it might be newish, but no, they found examples of this fabric pattern, like, tens of thousands right. of years old. It's like I found one site that said, oh, it's a common misperception that these plaid patterns were actually clan patterns. And then you find writings from the time period when it was always worn that clearly state these were clan patterns. And the they're, they're rewriting history on every fucking board. Yeah, they're trying to make it seem like we didn't have any culture and it popped out of the ether and we stole everything from Africa. Right, well, and... That's why these spirits and the diversity shit with our spirits needs to be unfucking acceptable to us. Because how long is it? They're already claiming that these are creatures of fantasy and fiction when they're clearly not. Well, and it's because they've devalued everything European. It's like Heimdall well, and can. It's not just that. But then how long before they just rewrite it where, oh, yeah, these spirits. Oh, yeah, it turns out those were spirits, but they weren't European spirits. See, here's some examples of the black elves and the black fairies and the um, Indonesian. Well, they're they're already whatever. doing that because people on the internet are idiots. Mm-hmm. Not not everyone, but we all know what I mean by this. For example, idiocy abounds. Yes, well, like one of my favorites is a picture of a white explorer next to the pygmy tribe. Uh, the black pygmy oh, tribes. Yeah, that one. In an obvious oh. tropical locale. It was obviously a meme. Yes. And, and now it's going around in educated circles as fact. And this is what the meme said Ireland was originally settled by the black pygmy tribes. Their proof a picture of the pygmies with a white guy in Africa. And in, in the Congo specifically. And now people are running with it. And here's the thing. This is why I get so irritated when people in our own spheres run with stuff without any evidence. Like one of my favorites is when people go with Freya has cats. Makes sense. You know, everyone says she has cats. There's paintings of her with cats. Until you actually look up what word they translated. And guess what it can mean? Many things. Mm-hmm. It basically meant male 
quadruped predator. And it was actually more likely to be bears because it's actually more likely a word that is used to describe bears. Or like the um, the three sisters. It's a common thing across Europe. My argument is these are all different sets of three sisters. Why? Because they're all described as different sets of three sisters. Well, like I was, I was talking about this earlier. You have a mom mm-hmm. and two who has two sisters, mm-hmm. and they actually have personalities that are fairly similar. Descri- you could describe them as like the weird sisters. Yeah, and and I mean weird in a uh, more disturbing way than a spiritual <laughs> way with your family. Right, but I mean you could describe them as the weird sisters, as well, the I three mean, witches. Well, you even have the tall, lanky one, the short, yeah. fat one, and the one in the middle. But you could describe them that way. They're not. These are just three sisters. Now, here's the thing is, I've talked to some people that, that say that um, the fates from Greece are the same as the Norns from, from uh, Scandinavia or Iceland. Um, fuck it. I'll give it to Scandinavia. I, I haven't come across any that says that they was actually there, but fuck it. Let's roll with that. The Greek fates and uh, Scandinavian Norns, these are the same three and i'm like show me where in the stories where can we see the stories that match these two different groups up because the fates are described this way the norns are described this other way show me a story that shows that they're the same thing because these two these stories that i'm aware of show them as being two separate groups of three well and here's the other thing that people don't really understand is this is actually really obvious when you dig into German sources mm-hmm. is you have the good women, mm-hmm. which you could say is kind of the same as the Norns, except not because what it is, is it's the female ancestors well, similar going does to order. not mean same. Yes. Well, and, and we really need to get over that hump. I've, I've noticed that it's not just in our circles. It's like in society at large, similar equals same. What? Well, and one of my, well, and what I'm getting at with the good women specifically is these are literal spirits that are also nature spirits, but they're predominantly just ancestral spirits. Mm-hmm. They show up, they'll have food on like Yule, they'll, they'll check stuff out, you know, like female ancestors tend to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not using that spice, right? What's up with this? Why are you, what, what is with your hand? No, I told you not to hold it like that. You know, all those things that you're eons of bickering, uh, loving, doting, vicious, scolding, uh, caressing, loving, grandmothers have given you now just imagine that just swinging in the door like 20 generations back just Mm -hmm. all coming in at the same time okay and then on top of that these good women are mentioned as the ones that spin spin the fate the future for the children when they're born that's why you leave out the 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 like bobbins and like Mm -hmm. spinning materials or the spinning wheel and whatever you will leave them out for them to do that with Mm mm-hmm these three spirits, and it's not always three, but it's typically implied that only three do it. So like you have the three gifts. There's more than three. It's just implied that like three will do right. it. Well, and here, here again is my major, my major argument is similar does not mean same. It really does not. We don't, it just, it just doesn't have to work that way. Well, it really doesn't. And I am... I'm always open. So if somebody can show me stories that clearly indicate these ones and these ones, and it's a shared story, not shared because, well, you see, it's the same. 
because they all have vaginas. Nah, 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 nah. I need more than that. Well, and here's the interesting thing is when you get into the folklore, references to a three sisters group do happen. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like there's the three spinners tale where yep. one of them has a really big thumb and one of them has a really big lip and, and one, one of them a has really a really big, toe? really big foot or a goose foot sometimes. Uh, the goose foot, that's my favorite one. Yeah, and that's a reference to another bird goddess thing mm. going around. And here's the thing. Not every goddess that can turn into a bird is the same goddess that turns into a bird. Right. Even if they turn into the same bird. Oh, yeah. Because we have many that turn into owls. We have many that turn into... Ravens and crows and hawks and I eagles. was digging for the M1. Uh, magpies? Magpies. Um, Swans. Yes. Uh, many of them do it. They're not all the same goddess. Yes. It just, you know, flying is useful. Um, um, well, I equated it to Miss um, Peregrine. Miss Peregrine's uh, home for... Uh, yeah, it's a book and a movie. It's a series of books, actually. Okay, a series of books and at least one movie. Maybe multiple movies, I don't know. But it, it's kind of like that. You, you got these, these women or goddesses that can turn into the bird, and then they fly somewhere, and then it, sometimes they do the thing in the form of the bird. Um, they might meet they're maybe they're just passing on a message and somebody on the other end can talk birds so they don't bother turning it back into a human and then they fly back or they might fly there because it's faster than walking land turn back into the woman or the goddess or the spirit do the thing is that they got to do whether it's talking to somebody or handing somebody a fucking thimble of thread or whatever it is because i think that's one one story that's out there um and then they fly back or turn into a bird and just fuck off somewhere. Well, and here's another thing that a lot of people don't consider is most gods, if they show up in our realm at all, mm-hmm. they typically show up inhabiting the body of someone or something, yeah. especially animals that they favor. Well, animals, um, the minds of old people, which is why they have a tendency to show up as old people, um, because they don't take over. Uh, uh, okay. I don't think, in these stories, I don't think that they're literally crossing over the veil. I think what they're doing is basically piloting um, either an animal or a person that's mentally deficient. Because a lot of times it'll turn out to be somebody that's deformed. And the deformities that's described commonly walks alongside with retardation. Except for for whatever reason in the story, they're not. They don't have retardation. Or a really elderly person that... Again, dementia, Alzheimer's, things like that, where it might be easier for them to jump in and borrow, borrow the body so that they can do the thing. This doesn't mean that they never, ever cross over to our realm. It's just they don't have to. Why would you if you don't actually have to for most things? Well, and then there's gods and deities and spirits that actually kind of inhabit that in between point, mm-hmm. like uh, the old man of the mountain, more commonly known as yes. Rubazol or Kukanos. But he more often shows up as animals than in a man form. Or he does show up in a human form quite often, but he's usually in disguise. But he will show up on his mountains specifically. Yes. That's, and it's not just the specific mountain range, though he does favor that one for most of where the lore comes from, but he's most mountains, pretty much anywhere our, where our people are. Same with the Lady of the Lake. Is there a specific lake where the Lady of the Lake was? Nimue or Vivian, whatever you want to call her. Yes, it was probably in right. Cornwall. Well, and here, here's the question. Is there more than one Lady of the Lake? Maybe. Maybe it's one that shows up in multiple lakes. Either way is fine. 
Well, and that's part... And really, honestly, I think that there's probably more than one. Well, especially if uh, Paul Bunyan's getting hitched to one. Right. I think that there's probably multiple ladies of the lakes. Um, because it's not impossible, I guess, for the one in Cornwall to be the same. Because I think that there's a Slavic version, too. Um, but I think that she's she's described differently and does slightly different things. Oh, she's a little bit more drowning, I think. Oh yeah, there's it, it's a whole thing, and then there's also oh man, just getting into Paul Bunyan because Paul Bunyan's a more recent sort of demigod hero. In well, America. some people might wonder why we talk about Paul Bunyan so much. It's because everybody knows Paul Bunyan. Well, not only does everyone know Paul Bunyan, Paul Bunyan had an active pagan cult effectively mm-hmm. running over in America at one point. Right, and it's starting to get revived. Yes. Uh, there's even a joke out there, um, and I think it's a show called Gravity Falls, where it's like, I don't know, I'm not a praying man, and I don't know if you're real, but if you're out there, please save me, Paul Bunyan. Right. <laughs> but, like, uh, the way, way people get esoteric, and this is actually from a friend of mine. But he kind of let the esotericism run away with him for a bit. Um, And he learned about Babe the Big Blue Ox. Mm. And the first thing that he thought was that this character of American folklore ties into Hathor, a cow from Egyptian mythology. Yes. And I had to explain to him as kindly as possible why that's insane. Yes. And he thought it was the most exciting thing ever because both the cows are blue. What? Well, if you want blue cows, you can also find an entire breed of blue cows in Latvia. Yes, which is awesome. I was so excited when you, when we tripped over those. The actual blue cows from, where is it? Latvia. Latvia. Uh, yeah, it, they're amazing. And they also are associated with a deity. Mara, uh, a goddess from the Baltic pantheons. Ah, I got it. Mara is Paul Bunyan because of reasons. She's Paul Bunyan in disguise. See, she wrapped her hair around and put it in a ponytail under her chin so she could appear to be a man for the patriarchal Americans as she guided them through society. Yes, Uh, because everyone knows America has a very high percentage of Latvians. Yes, (laughs) because reasons. I mean, we do have well, Latvians over here. Well, it's and just, we was playing that game the other day, too, where take three random words, can and there's random word generator. And this was the game. Take these three random words, and through at least seemingly academic means, you link the three words and link them to, uh, link them to a deity, which then links that, and you have to go through a series of deities to show that all these deities are the same, to then link it to a unrelated pantheon. Well, and here's my thing. With and the, it's disturbingly easy to do. Yes. Well, I've seen people in real time make five logic leaps to make Odin and Rubizol the same deity. Well, uh, it's like the, the bullshit, again, to bring it, pull it right back to the diversity thing. Well, you, you have the, in the Celtic myths, you have the, it's a Celtic thing. I should have the freaking word. I talk about them all the time. The the monster things. Um, Fomorians. Yes, the Fomorians. Well, some of the Fomorians were black giants. Those were clearly Nigerians. No. No. But they'll, they'll use stuff like that for... And combined with the five logic leaps that you was just talking about, 
to then, you know, diversify up Europe as if Europe has always been diverse. And oh, by the way, um, just in case you didn't know, we drove the Fomorians out of Europe. And since they had black giants, that means the Africans was in Europe first. And uh, we didn't come from anywhere because the rest of the lands are held by the rest of the people. So we popped out of the ether or crawled up from underneath the earth and conquered the black Fomorians to take Europe from them. Yes, and all of our spirits are just black people. Yeah, that's why they do so well with Irish winters. Except for uh, you know when you get on other in other parts, then all of our spirits are they're actually Iranians or Dravidians. Well, one or of my Asians. favorites is people will take the Fey, our spirits, many of which are ancestors, and say that they are the memory of a race that originally lived in Europe. So, like our house spirits are all these ancestral spirits, all these deities. They are the memories we have, for some God's forsaken reason, of a brown race that existed in Europe before us. And I've actually seen people try to claim that the Ainu are the original inhabitants of Europe. And here's the funniest, funniest thing about that, is while they try to claim that the Ainu have, are some magical, mystical race that has no ties anywhere else, if you look back far enough, it's pretty obvious they were white. Yes. They were Hyperboreans. They just happened to have lived in Japan. And this is the other thing. And you got to do more than a 30-second Google search to find oh, it. Oh, yeah, because they hit them well. Yeah, because for what, when I first told you about that, you didn't believe me. Well, I, I was. it was a gray area because right. it's, it's a pretty big claim. But it takes some digging, and you will find it. Well, it is there. Well, one of my favorites is the Takarians in Central Asia. Mm-hmm. The, the group of redheads that I think had some ties to the Greeks. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. These people, everyone knows they were there. This is established history. China literally went to war with them multiple times. They still have a related group that lived there, and the Chinese are pushing to extinction, the Uyghurs. Mm-hmm. But you see, we were only ever, white people only ever existed in like one-fifth of Europe or something. I don't know. People are getting really one one hundred. Here's the thing is I, I've talked to, to people and I'm like, okay, well, where did we come from? Well, um, well, um, uh, um, uh, well, and here's the thing is the other races do not, we are the only ones trying to push this nonsense of we are all the same because here's the thing is even we meaning our race, yeah. not us, the group. Yes. Like the blacks, we are giant pink, hairy monsters. They will literally, they think of us as ghosts or predators that will eat them. Yeah. You can find videos of black children freaking the well, frick out when African they first. adults freaking out when they've never seen a white person before. Yeah. Not attacking, running. They are scared shitless of us. Just, we might even be showing up to be, hey. Well, I think it's funny because you take the other races and introduce them to an animal that they've never encountered before. Their reaction Run away. Our react- Hyperboreans reaction. Oh, isn't that interesting? I wonder what it is. Walk closer. Does it eat this? Does it eat that? Hello, will you be my friend? That is the Hyperborean reaction. We get curious. Well, and then you have... Um, but the reason that I bring this up, all these... this Because here's the thing is, we are a forest people. And if you... 
want to be like, well, we were in the Middle East at one point and we were in North Central Asia and that's not forest. It was when we were there. Yes. Why? Because we make forests wherever we go. We still do it when we're allowed to. The only reason that we don't do it now, and even now we still do it in a limited way, is just the law slows it, the various laws slow it down. Well, yeah. We're constantly making forests wherever we go. Yeah, it's our natural thing. It's why I get so irritated when people are like, our race originated in the steppes. I'm like, yeah, that's why we're perfectly adapted to the forest. how How do you account for the deforestation of Europe then? Well, there's a lot of reasons for that. There, there is, and we will deforest areas, but then we turn around and and reforest them when situations allow for it. We are also you also have to take into account we are creatures of extremes. So once we discover planting fields full of plants nets more food, well, what does a creature of extreme do? Well, we don't have enough fields. Let's make some more. Oh. Well, we're going to war. We need wood for war equipment, for weapons, for arrow shafts, for bows, for uh, spear shafts, for shields. For ships. For ships. What is it that we do? We are creatures of extremes. And we're not always the most foresightful. We do try to protect nature, but that's because we understand we can absolutely destroy it. If we don't pay attention. Well, and the other races can't without our technology because they try. Yeah. They try. Usually by burning. Yeah. Burning. Well, like the Dravidians, everyone talks about the wise Dravidians in the jungle or whatever. They were scared shitless of that thing. Well, yeah. I mean, there's writings even up to like the 1950s where they would intentionally set their jungles on fire to keep it back. Well, one of my, and it wasn't for the farm fields. It was because of the animals that live in the jungle. Yes. And this is writings from Dravidians that happen to know English that was writing about it. Or my personal favorite is everyone tries to claim the Vedas are 5,000 years old. Like, we actually have no idea how old they are. There's so many dates that you hear on it. 3,000, 5,000, 8,000, 10,000. No matter what number it is that you put out there, they will make the Vedas and... uh, the Hindu scriptures older. Wasn't there an expert that got a decent look at them and then actually said it's much younger? Yeah, because it was actually made out of paper. Which makes it less than a few hundred years old. Yeah. Because paper doesn't last very long. No. This is actually part of the re and here's the thing is even vellum, which is uh made of like leather skin, mm-hmm. even that won't last very long. Well, It'll last the vellum long. itself lasts fairly decent, but, but the, the ink, ink don't. Which don't is why on. you have to go in and retrace shit. Yes, constantly. But if you want a book to last, you go with vellum. Yes. But then you have to constantly upkeep it. Yes. And well, and um, they also noticed that the uh, uh, fuck, what's the language? Um, but the, the Sans- language, Sanskrit. Yeah, Sanskrit. The well, the version that they was using was far too modern to be the original. 6,000 years that they was claiming. And yeah, they got caught out. These gurus got caught out. So it's a bunch of bullshit. And we need to protect our spirits because, you know, if we don't, who the fuck will? Well, and here's the thing we is. We need to take them seriously. Yes. And here's the other thing is the Hindus. Uh, I need to say this. If you're an ethnic Hindu, protect your shit. Yeah. But if you're not, fuck you. Right. Because simply put, you actively 
take other people's gods and try to make them subservient well, the, the to yours. The ethnic Hindus need to do what we're doing. We're trying to yank our shit back from the universalist pagans that's trying to jam everything together and everybody can hold hands and give hand fucking jobs to everybody else. No, no. Yank your shit back and good on you. Well, and here's the but, thing. Um, yeah, we're we're at that time. I know that we're we're just getting good and riled up now. But um, yeah, we're at that time. So I'm going to cut out here. I'm going to uh, tell everybody don't don't keep your mouth shut. Keep your head up and keep your powder dry because the shit's about to get real. And I will go ahead and end my thing with saying our gods are our gods. They are not anyone else's. They are ours by blood and by spirit. Lorekeeper out.